This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Episode 169 of the Clay Young Show is here on podcast225.com. Inside of the studio here. Glad to be back. The summer is wrapping up. You know, I, I guess in, in a lot of places, people say the summer goes on for a few more weeks, but really, for all intents and purposes, when kids start going back to school, that kind of marks the end of summer. And that's going on right now around these parts as kids around the country are preparing to get back into school. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed uh, the summer that you've had for those of you wrapping up and for those of you who may have about uh, two, three weeks left in your summer, hopefully you get it in and have a great one before it's over with. It is uh, good to be back in the chair talking with you again. Got a pretty special conversation coming up in just a moment. First up, want to remind you that you can follow me on Twitter at ClayYoungBR or on Facebook forward slash Clay Young. You can also email me, Clay, at podcast225.com. I tweeted something the other day. I find Twitter to be a place where people are talking about politics and different things, largely because it seems like sometimes after midnight at night, the president is up tweeting. But I said something about the correlation. Basically, the, the direct quote in that tweet was, Politics equals toxicity, meaning that it's just poison all the way around. And I had lunch earlier before coming in to do the open to this show with a colleague and a client. And we talked about information and we're talking about cell phones and having the phone. And, and, and I kind of remarked about how a few years ago it was great that on your cell phone, you could get so much information. You know, you can get your emails, you can look through pictures, you can get news, you can get texts, all this other stuff you can get. And now it seems like more and more people, me included, want to get as far away from some of that crap as possible. Like you can't really take a breath until you can get away from your phone. And you almost have to train yourself to not reach for it as soon as you get out of the bed every day. If you don't leave it across the room, if it's right by you, you might find yourself in the middle of the night popping up and checking emails or, you know, looking on social media to see about something. I don't think that's healthy. And you combine that with all the negative information that's out there now. It's like, man, we are ripping each other apart on social media, just ripping each other apart. And then there are all the keyboard cowboys who will say things on social media or behind the comfort of a computer screen and keyboard pad either in their mother's basement or in some coffee shop under an alias that they that wouldn't say it to you if they saw you. I don't think it's better. Social media was such a, a they were such a value to what it was and now I just I, I don't see the value. I, I well I see let me take that back. I I run an advertising and marketing company. I see that there can be value, but you have to work to weed through all the crap to get to the value. And that's the truth. But then again, I guess such is true about most things in life, huh? (laughs) Well, let's talk about this week's episode. A couple of weeks ago, I had a guest in studio, Desha Gerald. 
And she came by, and for the first time, I got a chance to meet her newborn. Well, he's not a newborn anymore. Her, her youngest, I should say. Fallon Gerald. Her son. And brought him in here, and he's walking. And man, did he leave an impact on the podcast. Let me just say that he left an impact on the podcast that through 168 episodes had not been left before. It was, it brought the show to a close pretty quickly when it happened. So you'll get to that towards the end of the show. And it was a conversation just really about how the last couple of years have been. And she talks about a great number of things, some of the challenges, some of her hopefulness for the future. Uh, I spoke with Trinisha Jackson and Tanya Garofola, I guess, three weeks ago. And she was not able to make it for that conversation. So she was in here to follow up about that. And so we'll get to that conversation with her in just a bit. We're set and steady for the rest of the year popping into these podcasts as we approach episode 200 Man, I'm pretty proud of that. So let's take a quick break and come back as our guest in studio is Desha and Fallon Gerald here on The Clay Young Show. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue, and I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107 mobile app. Clay Young here with John Conroy, the founder of PestOp, your do-it-yourself pest control solution. John, if people want to know how to kill mosquitoes or termites or spiders or fire ants, they can get the product directly from you. But it's important for them to understand how to use the products they buy. That's exactly right, Clay. We'll spend as long as it takes. For example, bed bugs, Mm -hmm. we'll spend at least 30 minutes with the customer, helping them understand you know, how to apply it, what precautions to use, when to apply it, right? how to mix it. And that's real important because the strength that you apply it in is absolutely, absolutely critical as to how effective it's going to be. There is no substitute for having that information and using these products the right way because I do it, folks, and I know that they can help you out. So here in the Baton Rouge area, people are buying it. Where can we find your store? Well, our Baton Rouge store is located at 806 O'Neill Lane. That's about a block south of Old Hammond Highway. Or if you have questions, just give us a call at 273-4788. Well, you know, I'm sitting in my office, minding my own business. And guess who came into the studio to say hello? Actually, we were going to see each other anyway. And he's looking at me like, what is he talking about? Desha's here, and her beautiful little boy is here. So what's going on? Nothing much. Just doing the norm, being mom and getting ready for school and just trying to figure out, you know, what's next always. Well, you know, living, breathing, sleeping, eating, tomorrow's always coming no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought you said he was going to, his kid's cool. He's he's, He's laid back. Yeah. I thought he was going to come in here and. Well, We're gonna I mean, have to he's have only security been here for like two minutes. Two minutes, so he hadn't just had a chance. Give him a chance, give him right? Give him a minute to warm up. So we were together Friday before last yes. at an event. 
yes. uh, here in Baton Rouge, and it was a good discussion uh, that we had. Of course, you were busy. Everybody there wanted to talk with you, uh, and you got a chance to catch up and, and, and kind of talk with some of the ladies there. I know people are wondering, the, the, the main question I'm sure people want me to ask is, how are you doing? What's going on? I am doing fantastic. Just like I said, trying to figure out, you know, what's next. Um, you know, doing some major self-evaluations. You know, we've been at this for, what, 700 and something days now. Yeah, yeah. Um, since the July incident. And it, there's just a lot of, it, it's a process, you know. Right. And where I was a year ago is no longer where I am now. And it's, you know, it's it's kind of accepting where you are. Your phone's ringing. You're a popular lady. Either that or... Or he's emoting music or something. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, a year ago, the, how, the, the, this little fellow's how old now? He is 14 months now. 14 months. So yes. you had just had Fallon, you know, about a year ago. His, birthday, his birthday was March 21st. And he's up and moving around now. So we'll see what happens. If we go off the air, y'all know what happened. But I mean, what in lessons learned over the last yes, for sure, year? Less, lots of lessons learned. Um, you know, you learn. Who, it's kind of like rediscovering, you know, yourself because when you become married, you know, you're mm -hmm. a couple and you're one, yeah. you know, one whole, and then you kind of define define yourself as certain things, and then you know, once the tragedy happened, it's kind of like you're scratching your head, like you know, who am I outside of? being a widow now right you know because prior to the incident you know i was teaching you know special ed and which i still love and right. i'm passionate about but i just feel like god has something bigger for me mm -hmm. i just don't know what that is and i know that it has to evolve it involves me being out there you know talking about something right but for me it has to be something obviously that i'm passionate about yeah um that's what are you why, passionate about well that's that's the thing like i become severely passionate about making sure that our police officers are taken care of mm -hmm. like you know like i just want to dissolve the hate that mm -hmm. you know they have to deal with on a daily basis you know it's, i just saw the article on facebook recently louisiana's ranked the worst state in the country you know to be, for, a, police to be a police officer, officer. i and saw that that just really like you know bob like that just bothered me but yet our guys still get up every day our guys and ladies still get up and go to work you know right and it's, it's personal to me because obviously I'm close to a lot of them. But mm -hmm. just recently, my cousin just graduated from the academy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, know, I now have another person out there who, you know, is very close to me who's, you know, working and doing their job, you know, as a police officer. So, Well, I mean, it's, it's interesting. As you, you've seen here in Baton Rouge the last couple of weeks, it's been... It's been crazy. Yes. And all the divisions are there. Yeah, I, I shut that board off. So he was he was wanting to get to these these buttons here. So he's he's in heaven now. He can't do any damage. Let me not say that too loud. He is a little boy. You never know what's coming. But yeah, the last couple of weeks here with all of the rhetoric and, and the divisions and things, I, mean, I think we're better than that. You know? Yes, we are. We're just at a different place. You know, it's like I never want to forget. We're never going to forget our heroes. We're never going right. to forget that day. Everybody, you know, I've come to learn, you know, like more people are starting to talk about mm -hmm. where they were that day right. and what they were doing. It's kind of like a Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, you know, like a remembering of where you were, what yeah. we were doing kind of thing. It's a day in history we'll never forget. Right. But there's a lot of people who are who were hurt and who were affected by that. Mm -hmm. 
and it, it's time for healing to take place. It's time for us to move in a forward, you know, a forward direction, whatever that may look like. Right. It's time for our police officers, you know, to be able to be human and not be faulted for it. Well, there's so much rhetoric out there. It's hard to get back to normal when I just think that people enjoy the chaos. And there are people who who thrive off of other people's, you know, stress and how do I put it? Um, Misery. Misery. And it's really sad. I don't know that I don't know that people realize the long term impact of all this hate and all the divisiveness on social media. I mean, it's. Social media used to be a place to go and and see what people were doing and laugh and have and now it's just a place for hate and it's so so often now depending on what's going on I don't even want to hear people's opinion on it because it's Me like neither. it's just all it does is bring you down and and we can do better and yes. like you said building the bridge and the work that you've done and you know having to deal with this little guy right here and his big sisters who uh, he's a button man watching him right now I wish this was on he's video you guys could see the baby. <laughs> I mean, that's not technically why he got the nickname, but hey, we can, we can, he's, a button he, he's man. living up to his, his man, reputation. He's on the keyboard with both hands right now, just hitting buttons. It, if it was on right now, no telling what kind of sound would be going on. Man. And then he's looking at the screen like he knows what he's doing. Like he knows what he's doing. Like he knows what he's doing. And the microphone there. You like that? He's trying to figure out what's going what's going on here. It's like all this stuff coming around, and I'm so used to kids coming in and they want to, you know, touch the mics and everything. It's like when you were telling me about it, it's like no big deal. I've I've seen it before. You develop little tricks like turning the the board off here so he doesn't. Hey, drive whatever us off. works. Yeah, whatever works. Listen, boys whatever are works. boys are like Tonka trucks. <laughs> yep, that's right. Right, Tonka truck. That's right. He's solid too. That's the thing. I, I told her when she came in here. He's 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 put together. He has a nice little arm on him too. Yeah. for a fourteen month old, he can throw a ball pretty far. Really? Oh yes. I'm assuming you were a tomboy. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, that wasn't much of a stretch though to to, to make that. No, make you that, you that I'm, you are allowed to make that <laughs> accusation about me. Only you though. Uh, well, you know, where do we go from here? You see, all that you talked about the the. The rhetoric and the things said to police officer, but where do we go from here? What what do you think we need to be doing now? Well, like the event that we did, you know, for behind the line, um, the event that we put on behind the line, Louisiana last Friday, you know, with just our the first responders and you know just to start talking about it, just to start you know saying that you know putting it out there and saying that it's okay, it's okay for you to hurt, it's okay mm-hmm. for you to feel a certain way. But we're all here to heat, you know, to help start healing. Mm-hmm. There's too many officers that we're losing. You know, it's it's bad enough you turn the TV on or you look on social media and another police officer has been gunned down. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that, they're also taking their own lives. Yeah, and that's just unacceptable. That's just not. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's I I I, I guess in a sense I kind of understand. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. Well, that's what the guys were talking about at the event. It's like the the guys go through all this pain and they they can't really open up because you're not conditioned to talk about those things. And then you end up reaching that boiling point where they take their own lives. And they talked about some of the numbers there. But, you know, it's on both sides. I I find that people don't talk to one another. Like even with some of the stuff happening in this town, instead of calling names and screaming, they don't sit down and have dialogue. Just recently, it's... 
my my daughter's 11 the oldest is 11 mm-hmm. and she has her own cell phone now and she has you know a couple of her friends number that she'll talk to in the neighborhood mm-hmm. listening to her on the phone is like very uncomfortable it's awkward they don't talk like adults talk on the phone like they just sit there and listen to the air and I'm like what are you doing like you're not just even talking to each other right yeah and like when they call it's like they don't say hello how are you doing what's been going on it's just like they call you know they the friend answers the phone and then they, they just say what they have to say and then it's like bye or they don't even say bye they just hang up well, and I'm like, what happened to? Do we need to go back to like phone no, etiquette? They, no, they text now. They don't talk. They, they oh, just text with one another. Oh, it drives me crazy. It's it's like there's such a huge disconnect everywhere when it comes to. It's great to you know have social media and to be able to keep. I love Facebook for one reason. The only reason why I love Facebook is because I like to keep up with all of my high school. Sure. You know friends that was and see the what their kids are doing and all that kind of stuff that was the purpose but what i don't like about it is the naysayers and the negativity i just i can't how much of that do you get Ugh. from people to be honest with you the first year of us you know with what we had mm-hmm. there was more positivity than negativity or we just didn't hear it as the widows i mm-hmm. guess because we were more protected or more shielded right but people have kind of moved past that now, and I mean, it's out there. I mean, there's people that definitely let you know that they're, you know, to know your opinion. And, you know, it's, I don't understand somebody not being okay with people being happy and moving on. Well, well, well look, we've talked <laughs> I, I about just, this. I don't get it. We've talked about this before, that your life is yours. Nothing Correct. that happened that day happened because of any action taken by you right. it's or not the like other I ladies. Cho- right. We didn't uh, choose that. You get to move on with your life. Right. We didn't choose that. It just kind of right. happened. And, you know, we were left yeah. to, you know, to deal with the aftermath of, you know, that. And, you know, it's... You get to live your life. I, I don't think anybody else had... And no one has the right to tell you that they've not walked in your shoes. And I, that, I've had the same conversation with Trinisha and Tanya that, you know, you guys got, you get, you get to move on with your life. Cause I often have talked about this and he's, he's he, now he's loving the mics. Uh, you, I wish you guys could see this. Now he's like, that thing moves. So, uh, but we've talked about this before that w- with the way people are and how they go. I mean, I don't get the criticism. If even if I didn't know y'all, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it would be my place to tell you what to do with your life. I just don't. For me, you know, it's like, whatever happened to supporting your friends or mm. supporting family? Yeah. Because you know they're they're happy. You know they're doing something good. Why does it have to be always so sad and so negative? Negative. Mm-hmm. You know. But. I mean, you know me. Yeah. I'm gonna be me, and I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and, and I'm say gonna, what you're gonna I'm say. I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna yeah. live my life, whether yeah. you you know like it or not. And I mean, even more so, you know, recently I've kind of had a little hesitation, you know, from you know close family members of mine, and it was tough to you know to acknowledge that and to accept that. But at the end of the day, you know, again, it's like nobody's paying my bills right i'm paying you know i'm paying my own bills and i'm happy you know i'm happy and where my life is and you know like i said career-wise i'm not really sure where i'm headed yeah you know i know i want to go back to work i just don't know what that looks like right do you want to teach again ever i do want i like teaching i do love to teach but i just feel like again that there's something bigger out there that i'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be teaching i just don't know what that is um maybe teaching people how to how to get along and like we talked about at that event is it's it's a shame to look around and see how destructive we are with words now 
and the things that we say to one another and how it, it, it drives people apart. And it's been going on. And look, I say this, there are no perfect professions, no profession where every person no, in it is perfect, not. including law enforcement. Correct. Having said that. We've said that from day one. We you have. And I have said ha- that from having day one. said that, some of the stuff being said, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Now he can't hurt that. That, that candle thing is off. So he will break it. Uh, I just don't want it to fall on him. I'll get another one. You may need to grab him before he, he is intent on taking that down. He's got the attention of a little boy. When they are in the mischief, they pay close attention. <laughs> Almost anything else, you got to tell them three times. So, but yeah. <laughs> yes, he can have that. Anyway, the um, the some of the stuff being said recently here around here, it's it's not doing anything to help anybody out. Mm-mm. No, it's not. Two years later, any other lessons that you you think about that have come to mind? By the way, that is a bottle he is holding in your general direction, looking for you to take the top off of. There you go. There you go. I can't keep this child. I can't keep this child fed. Sorry, he's a boy. He's always, he always wants to eat. By the way, I think this is 170 shows, and the first time a baby's made an appearance on any one of them. So there you go. There he is. Baby buttons. Breaking the breaking the barrier. Breaking the mold. Turning up his bottle like he's at a tailgate for LSU. Yes, he will be a Tiger <laughs> fan for sure. Most definitely. <laughs> Most anyway, definitely. last two years, lessons learned. Anything that that. You just got to have, you have to have, you know, very thick skin. And for me, I've just learned that I constantly have to, constantly have to like self-evaluate, you know, kind of, you know, analyze, you know, kind of dig deep, you know, where, where have I been, but where do I want to go, you know, and how, how do I connect the dots to get there? (laughs) Um, You just have to be you. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, the true, authentic you because it's too hard to be somebody that you're not. It's right. too hard to keep up with that facade. Right. Um, you know, and for sure, life's too short. Live it to the fullest and just, and you know, enjoy, you know, those moments when you see your kids doing things, you know, being sweet to each other that are kind of rare occurrences, <laughs> especially, at the, especially at my household. Have they gotten closer after all of this? They are close and Especially when they can tell each other or having a bad day, mm-hmm. they kind of, you know, tend to flock to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll lean on each other. But they're typical siblings. They fight. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. But, I mean, you have to understand I have an 11-year-old who is kind of in that awkward stage because she's going to middle school next year. Mm-hmm. Um, God forbid that. I'm not ready for that as a parent, for sure. Hell, Too she's much. 11. There's a lot more things not to be ready for that are heading towards you. Right. But middle school is definitely not one of them. It comes with too much girl drama mm-hmm. and it's already happening and i'm just like i can't even deal like y'all are ridiculous but i mean i have you know the, they have your type a personality for sure I have i've a, seen i have an 11 year old i have a five-year-old and then you have you know a 14 month old so the age gap is pretty significant um in the you know situation but you just kind of have to take it as it comes and you just kind of have to be ready for anything <laughs> and nothing surprises me anymore nothing yeah, there's there's some Nothing. sad reality to that. I'm sure in your case is that it is. Yeah. It, you know, like I said, most recently, you know, it is like there's a lot more, you know, negativity and hate, you know, and I just for me, I'm just I, I it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that because I just don't 
I want everybody to be able to be successful. Mm-hmm. And anytime I see one of my friends do something successful, you know, it's like I want to cheer them on. I want to be their right. biggest cheerleader. Right. You know, that kind of thing. But does the world doesn't always work that way, though. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And that's really sad. But, you know, it kind of is. It is what it is. I was just telling somebody earlier that uh, a, a pastor of a church in town said something to me that I still it's to this day, I still think it's one of the wisest things I've ever heard. He says the thing that most causes disappointment is expectation. And so if you don't expect a whole lot of everybody, you can't be disappointed. There are people that you expect a lot from that you you would be disappointed. They would let you down because of where you are. But if I don't know somebody... I got no expectation, so whatever. So, right. Okay. I just, right. I'm with you. It's, it, you it may, you you're kind of jaded that way, but it keeps you from, it keeps you from walking in drama. Yes. Right? Yes. I, you'd rather be impressed than let down. So Absolutely. I, I, you know, just don't think about it. It's like I said, with take babies, for instance. Mischief is what they do. Getting angry that they... Now, some mischief, as he right on cue, slams his bottle down. Uh, some mischief is just going to happen. Uh, others, it's just, yeah, being a kid. You know, but the kind of mischief you got to avoid coming up here in the next few years is going to be something. Those are going to be off the air conversations about some of that stuff. Although you can say whatever you want on here. It's just I know you pretty well, you know. Hey, you know me. I'm open book. I'll say whatever needs to be said. (laughs) But, you know, there's just a time and a place, I guess. Mm -hmm. And we've dealt with enough negativity already. Yep. And it's it's just. I don't think that it's right, but hey, who? Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. You can have an opinion. I don't really care. I don't care what your opinion is necessarily. If there are people out there, but ha- but if you would like to walk in my shoes and you think you could do a better job, by all means, nobody wants a, nobody can, wants those problems. Have, you can have every single pair I own. Nobody wants those problems. I, I was going to ask though for the groups out there that exist, whether it's community groups or whoever. And someone is thinking, boy, I'd love to get her to come speak to our group or come and, you know, talk about whatever. Do you do any of that? I will. Absolutely. I haven't been at. Well, I have been asked recently because I don't know if anybody knows this or not. I'm sure they have people. A lot of people who follow me probably do. But mm-hmm. um, Angel Armor is yeah. the company yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that, you know, does those those nice, you know, bulletproof, you know, vests. Mm-hmm. And I had the opportunity to go to Colorado to go actually visit their right. factory and to watch the plates be shot, you know, and oh, really? to watch the, you know, the process of, you know, them telling us how they, you know, are made and, you know, different things and getting to meet the owners of the, the CEOs of the company, which were great, great guys, mm-hmm. two brothers, amazing guys, just down to earth, laid back. You would have never known that these guys owned this company because mm-hmm. they're just so humble. Yeah. But the company itself, the people that work there are absolutely amazing. So when you have an amazing product and then you have an amazing, you know, staff and Mm -hmm. people to back the product up, it just makes the product that much better, in my opinion. But um, I've done a lot of, you know, things with Angel Armor. And uh, during that process, we had a, a we met with EBRSO one day and they came in and you know, talked about the vest and all that. And of course, you know, Capital Law Enforcement Foundation, you know, Mm -hmm. Pat Mm -hmm. is involved with doing a lot of trying to, we're still trying to get vests out, you know, out there to whoever we can, however we can. But long story short, the chief of, uh, the chief of police from Plaquemine asked me at the end of the, you know, the meeting that day, if I would come out and talk to his council, you know, about helping him fund, Mm -hmm. 
you know, giving them the money to fund some more vests for his right. for his guys. Right. And I told him, absolutely, you know, just let me know when you want me to come. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the first time that I actually been extended an actual invitation. Of course, I've been asked to talk many a times with, you know, behind the line. They always take sure. me in front of the mic. Sure. Um, and, you know, Capital Law Enforcement Foundation, I've done, you know, I've talked, a few, you know, I've said a few things here or there. But, yeah, I mean, absolutely. If somebody needs me to come out and, you know, wants me to talk about whatever, hey, I'm good at that's I mean, one good. That's one thing I'm good at is talking. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but it, but it, being able to tell people to talk to people about, you know, how to keep going, how to keep moving in a forward direction in the midst of tough times, you've lived it. Yes. So not many people can complain about their lives and how bad they have it because you and I know that there's always someone who has it worse. Absolutely. And so you can't people can't make excuses because, you know, you've got these kids. I mean, even and, in even in our situations, us as being widows, we have I've come across other widows whose story is a lot worse than like the way things went down for them is a lot different than it went down for us. Hmm. And to hear these stories, you know, it's just like, man. It's just eye-opening. You right. know, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's crazy. Well, it's interesting. So there you have it. You heard her say it. She'll come out and talk to your groups and if, if you want her to. Tell us about this little guy, something that we, we don't know about. And people see pictures of y'all, and he's moving around now. But I got to be honest, in terms of noise, he's he's a 10 because I've seen worse. So how, what about him, his personality and everything there? Well, you have to keep in mind that he has two big sisters who are very, you know, vibrant in their personality. And mm-hmm. the middle one is definitely, you know, everybody jokes around because she's like the boss or she thinks she's the boss. She's very bossy. The oldest one can be bossy, you know, at certain times, but not necessarily as much as the middle one. Either he broke wind or he... he He's got a yeah. dirty diaper. <laughs> okay. Yes. I okay, it. yeah. Wow. Yeah. This yes. the we, Man, this podcast. Yes. Well, I'm going to save this one so when he's Nasty. like 15, he's going to have to listen back to Nasty. this one. He's gross. Because he has lit this room on fire. I'm familiar. <laughs> yes. Boys boys yes. are that way. He's he was subtle with it, too. Oh, I knew he was because that's, <laughs> that's why he got down to go hide. That's what he does. He goes to hide. <laughs> Good grief. I, that's what he was doing over there. Grief. He has a very, very laid-back personality. Yeah. But the thing that except I, when he's pooping. Correct. My goodness, he can get terrorists to talk with that. That that's something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I find that he does have a lot of his dad's personality and qualities, which hmm. obviously I'm very grateful for. Yep. He's going to be that humorous, make you laugh in those serious moment, you know, kind of kind of person. Um, but one of the things that he started doing recently, you know, is if like. This past week, we just were on vacation. And in the morning when he gets up, he'll come, you know, to the bed. And he'll just come put his arm around my neck and he'll snuggle with me. Aww. And he'll play with my hair. <laughs> and, you know, stuff like that's really sweet. I hope those things, obviously, when he gets to be much bigger, I'm sure that that will change. But maybe Little. not. You know, maybe not. Boys love their mamas, especially that's, in the South. That's what they say. So yeah. we'll see. But, yeah. I mean, he's really laid back. But he also stands his ground. I mean, he's not going to let. Imagine that. He stands his ground. But, I mean, again, he is one of my children. Yes. So what, what, would you expect anything less? So on Facebook, where can they grab you? Um, It's, I don't even know because I don't really go to Facebook that much. Well, what anymore. do you use on social media? 
I kind of haven't really been on social media a lot lately, to be you. honest. Good for you. We've had that conversation yeah. like last Friday. Yeah. It's just kind of like too much negativity out yep. there for me. And of course, I still put stuff out there every once in a while, only because I know that there are all those faithful, you know, followers mm-hmm. who have followed us from day one. And they genuinely just want to know, you know, where the kids are, how the kids are doing, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, but for the most part, as far as, you know, anything else goes, I've kind of just taken a step back from it. Mm-hmm. Um I'm still willing to do interviews and things like that. I just pick and choose. And I, don't, I just chose not to be a part of the negativity. You know, I'm just kind of like, eh. Well, good for you. It's, it's been two years, and, you know, I'm, I'm at it. Like I said, we're at a, I'm at a different point in the mm-hmm. process, and I'm, I'm ready to try to figure help everybody else figure out how can we all heal as a community and how can we move forward, but at the same time, never forget. Right. Right. I mean, it, the reality is, is that our guys are not coming back. Right. And that's a hard reality to accept, but it's, it is what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I want, I don't want to sound, you know, like I have no heart. No, no, no. Because that's not at all what you're, it is. You're being it's a realist. Just, it's yeah. the, it's reality. It yeah. comes to the, you know, it's, it's time to accept Listen, reality. I, I don't think you have. I don't think you owe anybody an explanation about right. what you want to do with your right. life. Nobody has a right. And yeah, you, nobody has a right to tell you how to live your life. And you're in these circumstances, not because of any decision you made. And just, you know, like I've said from day one, you know, when I stood on that podium the Wednesday after, you know, they were our guys were killed. I made a promise that I was going to work hard to, you know, try to bridge the gap between yeah. community and police. I will continue to do the work that I started out to do that will never cease. Um you know, more so now that I, you know, I'm more driven. It's just that now I'm more driven in terms of how can we heal? How can we mm-hmm. push past this? It's time to get on this, you know, the healing side of the fence mm-hmm. rather than well wallowing in the sadness all the time. And the, I agree that I know everybody's hurting, you know, but it, it's just time to, to push past that. Well, th- this, at least for me personally, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't speak for everyone, well. but like I said, you get to you get to control what you do with your life. Nobody has a right to tell you. And, you know, this is going to be in the paint here real soon if we don't change that diaper because the whole room is going to smell like he's been here next year. So, my man, he poops like a little boy, too. Anybody out there who's ever had a son, you know what I mean by that. They don't have to do it. He's on that bottle again. That's the different one. That's not the one. That's not the, he killed that bottle you gave him already? No, he just, it's on the floor. Wow. He's solid. If you ever see him out in public, he's 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 pretty solid. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have a ball player. Maybe not football because I think he'll be too short for that. But well, you never know nowadays. But hey, I mean, you know, he could be a runner. If he could run, he could run. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Back to wrap up in just a minute. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Executone of Louisiana has been helping businesses in Baton Rouge save money on their telecommunications for the 40 years. Executone will help businesses upgrade their phones and intercom systems, save money, and never have to worry about local 
local customer support. Doctors' offices, hospitals, schools, businesses, it doesn't matter. All kind have depended on the good people at Executone to upgrade technology and save money. I have a question for you. Do you like saving money? Sure, of course you do. Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up-to-date phone and intercom technology while saving money? That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in the value of customer service, baby. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call, 225-295-3500. That's 295-3500. Oh, look them up. ExecutoneLA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They still here, and they're going to continue to give you great service. Man, if he could weaponize that, the U.S. could probably wrap up some combat without ever having to put boots on the ground. My man lit this room up. (laughs) But, you know, babies being babies. I got to tell you, man, I mentioned it in the open about all the negativity out there. And... I just think to myself, how how are we fixing what's broken when we have the kind of stuff going on in terms of dialogue that's happening? From schools that need all the support we can give them to inner city communities that need opportunities, that need people going in, mentoring and, and, and doing what you can to try to help the reality there. All the stuff happening with kids across the country, not just even inner city kids, but kids in general. And then some of the other issues we have with efficiency in government and all these things. And I'm just thinking, how does some of the dialogue going on help us to fix what's broken in these other places? I don't see it. Don't see it. I just think we can do better. Like I said, we rip. We rip each other to shreds over stuff, and it's okay not to agree, but come on, man. You know, look, I don't want to get preachy here. I'm just, I'm just saying the way we're going about it, if we really are caring about making things better, the way we're going about it, I don't believe is the way to best bring about solutions overall because people end up retreating to their silos or going back to where they don't have to deal with this crap, and then nothing ever changes. And some of the wrong people who are involved in what's going on stay there and then nothing happens, you know. Anyway, but listen, want to end on a high note. Back, glad to be doing this, moving towards episode 200. Pretty proud of that and glad to have you along for the ride there. Y'all have a great one wherever you are. And thank you for listening to The Clay Young Show. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.